Welcome back to Holistic Hearts. I'm your host, Kristen Chadwick. Today we are on week two of talking about wellness. Last week we talked about movement, and this week we're going to really hone in on our bodies and eating and how we listen to our bodies. And we have the special privilege to hear from one of my good friends and a coach of mine as well, and a fellow podcaster, Dr. Stephanie Poe. She is a doctor of immunology and she has helped thousands of women be empowered to really take care of themselves emotionally, physically, and spiritually, really by teaching them to listen and understand our bodies. So, and that is me included. She has been a gift in my life. She has an, a beautiful podcast, Dr. Stephanie Poe, where she shares some of her story and she's going to continue to do that. And so I encourage you to go check out her show as well. And she is going to be taking over Holistic Hearts today to share her journey, her story, and amazing, amazing tools to help empower us to heal that brain, body, mindfulness connection in our eating through something called intuitive eating. So without further ado, here we go. Hey everyone. So when Kristen asked me to do an episode takeover on Holistic Hearts, it was just an immediate full body yes. Um, My name is Dr. Stephanie Poe and I love and I'm so passionate about holding space for the hearts of women and with a really strong passion for uncovering, helping women uncover and uproot what has held them back in their life, right? From living the life that they want or, you know, as this episode, right? Kristen asked me to talk about intuitive eating and mindfulness. So if that's something that we want, what has prevented us from getting there? So I'm going to share a little bit about my journey. I'm going to give you guys four patterns and four blocks that um, tend to hold us back from really stepping into intuitive eating, mindfulness, freedom around food, Um, some simple tools to begin to rebuild uh, trust within your body. And I'll explain why. And so this episode is really for you if you feel like you have a broken relationship with your body um, and you are frustrated with that and you've been just like, it's just something you've almost accepted in your life. So this episode is definitely for you. My heart is for you. And this episode is also for you if you are wanting to step into more mindfulness, intuitive eating, and really just lack clarity about the path forward. So I will say that as you're listening, um, there is a lot of shame around this topic. So it's something crazy, guys. It's like 91% of us as women are unhappy with our bodies. 91% of women are unhappy with their bodies. 75% of women exhibit disordered eating. And the crazy thing is, and believe me, I can relate to this so intimately, only one out of 10 women struggling will actually seek help. Why is that? Okay, if you're anything like me, I lived for years. My story is that I used food for emotional reasons. I struggled with binging and purging. And then in between episodes of binging and purging, there was a just massive amount of calorie restriction 
over-exercising, um, counting calories on scraps of um, paper, just like like obsessively, okay? As if those numbers could give me worth, as if having control over that area of my life would just, it would, I just was struggling. That was about four years of my life that I was living with um, just all over body dysmorphia, disordered eating. And the last time I ever binged and purged was in 2010. And I've had, um, I would say, honestly, complete freedom um, since about 2012 when it comes to body, my body dysmorphia, body image. And if you're interested in hearing more of my story, um, I also have a podcast called the Dr. Stephanie Poe show. Um, and I share bits and pieces of my story there, but, um, I would just say that if you are struggling and you have never sought help, you're not alone because there's so much shame here. So when, when it comes to, um, wanting a life that is, looks like, uh, food freedom, intuitive eating, mindfulness, tuning into our bodies, the number one thing I see all of us doing really in anything we want to change is we reach for this, or we reach for that, or we reach for this plan. Like, Oh, maybe, you know, whole 30 will give me a reset or maybe, um, 75 hard is the answer or maybe working with this nutritionist is the answer. Um, what have you tried? Like put X, Y, or Z in there in these ways that we have like reached outside of ourselves for some sort of plan, right? To get us on the right track, to change our habits, to change the way that um, we live our life. And the, the issue with that is that there's nothing outside of ourselves that can really like help us intimately heal our relationship with our body and our patterns of backsliding and the way that our brain is working. And so I'm going to encourage you guys, (laughs) it's going to take a little bit of a different approach here because I have just really seen that it requires us actually uncovering the beliefs and uprooting them that have created these patterns in our life. So if beliefs are what inform our thoughts and our thoughts are running the show, right? Our thoughts inform our habits. They inform what, how we live our life on a daily basis. And then those habits and the way that we live our life on a daily basis that makes up our life. We have to go all the way back to beliefs and clients that I've worked with over and over and over again, they want to step into food freedom. They want intuitive eating. They want mindfulness. They want a better relationship with their body, but underlying patterns of belief have been self-sabotaging, right? And one of the things that women struggle with more than anything, and this drives me crazy because I was stuck in it for so so many years, is actually this underlying belief, Do am I allowed to spend time on myself? Am I allowed to matter, right? Because oftentimes our whole life, we're like kind of set up in this, just like life circumstances or religious beliefs or communities in which we just see women serving everyone else all the time. And that it would be sinful or selfish to spend time on ourselves. So I'm just like throwing that one belief out there. If you can relate, right? Like just like me, um, I just want you to notice that. So there's a ton of shame around this topic. I would encourage you to just kind of slow down. I mean, you can still listen to this on 2X. I listen to every podcast on 2X, right? To like get it in. Um, but I would encourage you to slow down and just see what I'm saying that kind of like is like poking at you, right? Do you feel it in your belly? Like, yes, this is true. Okay. 
Okay, so I'm going to go through the four blocks that we kind of move through, like simultaneously all at once or stepwise, things that keep us stuck. I'm also going to talk about um, four patterns, like um, behaviorally or based on personalities, right? That can, you probably will fall into one or more of these. Um, and then I'm going to go through some ways to begin to rebuild trust with our bodies. So here we go. All right. <laughs> I want to you to just be while you're listening. I kind of already said that, but um, you get to just be and you get to just listen to this. So the first block when it comes to stepping into intuitive eating or mindfulness is actually being able to get really, really clear on what it is that you want. And why I'm saying that is because we as women will actually say, okay, I want, you know, I, I don't want to be struggling with this eating disorder. I don't want um, to be thinking about food all the time. I don't want to be counting my calories, right? But then the actual thought of not doing that is actually way more scary than what it is that we're currently doing, okay? We're comfortable, right, with how we have lived our life up until now. It's gotten us to where we are right now today. And the thought of actually breaking those patterns, right, is really, really scary. So we say we want it, but actually we're really scared to go there because it's unknown, okay? So that clarity around what we want is actually fuzzy right from the beginning. And the things that we want, uh, the things that um, form our underlying beliefs about ourselves, if we matter, what we're allowed to want, what we're not allowed to want, all of those things, they come from our childhood. They come from our family of origin. They from, come from the community that we were surrounded with, right? Our neighborhood. And then also our religious communities. Um, if you're anything like me, like my church growing up, my religious community like formed a lot, youth retreats, right? Formed a lot of these like kind of just underlying beliefs that I personally had to completely uncover, like become to be like be become aware of what they were and then um, uproot them. Like ask myself, are these actually true or are they not true? All right. So when it comes to change, kind of if you think about this, like moving through the second block, right? It's that fear, the fear of unknown. And this is basic like neurobiology guys, right? Our brain's job is to help us survive. So the way that we have survived up until now was, is these patterns, right? Or the way our thoughts spinning around food, lack of mindfulness, right? Like constantly thinking about that. And so our brain, absolutely. Like if we start to think, okay, maybe if I try this or try this or try this, maybe that will be the answer, which is why when we try to reach out like something other than ourselves, we end up like trying things often for like a month, maybe two months. And then it's like, oh, nope, nope. Cause our brain is like, no, 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 don't go there. Don't actually heal because we don't know what's on the other side of that. And we've, we've survived up until now with these patterns. So just, just, just stay stay comfortable. Mel Robbins on her podcast just a couple of weeks ago literally said comfortable doesn't mean we like it. Comfortable means we're used to it. And I could relate to that so deeply. I bet you can too, right? So these patterns of self-sabotage, our brain is actually doing that for survival. So if that's something that you struggled with and you've said, oh my gosh, I should have been able to like kick this bad habit to the curb by now. I should have figured out how to um, nourish my body, intuitively eat, right? I want you to drop the should because it's actually true that you're human, 
And this is how our brains are wired. I'm not saying that we don't get to get unstuck, but I'm saying I see you right where you are right now. And I want you to just breathe in and breathe out and say, I'm human. Of course, I'm struggling with this. Okay. Of course, there are a million reasons from your life up until this point that have formed your underlying beliefs, which is why you've struggled to fully like conquer, if you will, this mindset around food, exercise, nutrition, and your body. All right. So if we move on to another block, right? And I I actually alluded to this already. It's our value or the way we personally see ourselves and whether or not we believe we're actually worthy of healing. And if you dig into that, like in a quiet time with a journal and you begin to think about what, what is my current opinion of myself, right? Who am I? If you're anything like me, it's going to be like, you're going to go to all the negative first. (laughs) And again, that's a choice, right? The positive versus the negative. Why is it that we tend to go to the negative first, right? We really struggle with worthiness. There's just something going on that's telling us taking care of ourselves is selfish, even though we know that it's not, right? Like we can't, you, we hear all these things. You can't pour from an empty cup. Like, you know, we only, we only can love uh, other people as much as we love ourselves. And yet we struggle to figure out or have tools, right? To know how to like instill this belief because it feels so selfish. And then the last block is our relationship with our body. And I almost want this to be first when I, when I talk about this, because our relationship with our body, like if you just think of, first of all, we all, we all are just one physical being, right? Emotional, physical, spiritual, um, mental, like all of these things are happening in the context of a physical body. But when we struggle with a lack of ability to intuitively eat mindfulness, it's sort of because there's like this, uh, like a broken relationship going on between our brain and our body. And in fact, it has been cut off. And when we don't love our body, right? If we think our, our brain our, it doesn't love our body, right? We're in rebellion against our body because we're either mad at it or it doesn't look like what we want it to look like, or it doesn't look like what we've been told it should look like, right? We're like, okay, I actually hate my body. Why would I take care of it? right? Why would I nourish my body in a way that, you know, makes sense? It's like kind of a punishment. And then the opposite is true, right? Our body is sending us signals like hunger, satiety, I'm tired, right? And we're like, okay, uh, whatever my body is telling me, I I can't trust it, right? I don't want to trust it because I don't like my body. And it probably isn't telling me anything that's true. And even though it's telling me that I should eat right now, well, maybe that's going to create a situation in which like I'm going to eat too much and it's not going to be what's right. And I won't be able to control completely like how I feel at the end of the day. Like, so we don't like our body is talking to us, but we don't listen to it because we don't like it. So there's broken, like a two way broken relationship And obviously that's complicated, but it's also very simple. So if you can relate to that, I just want you to know there's somebody else out there that can relate to that, right? And this instead of like reaching for something that's going to fix our relationship with our body, 
we actually, friends, we actually get to do the beautiful, nourishing, and at times will feel hard work of restoring that trust. Okay, so something that I think is helpful to talk about too when it comes to how our minds work, our personalities in the midst of this, like on this journey, I just want to take some time to go through like four different sorts of um, personality styles because the more that I have understood my own brain, right? Like self-awareness has been such a gift for me. Self-awareness as to how I'm wired. The more that I have been able to say to myself, oh, Stephanie, of course, this is what you're struggling with. Or of course you feel anxious about this. Like this just really nourishing of course, right? Because what I I can imagine if you're anything like me, again, you are going for walks, you are spending time in your home, you're at the grocery store and it's just, you're just like slapping yourself on the wrist the whole time. Like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, you should have a better grip. You shouldn't be struggling with this. Like my body should look different. I should have worked out yesterday. I should, you know, I should, oh, I should have gotten up early. Like, why did I skip my work? Like just this constant beating up of ourselves is exhausting. And instead, I'm inviting you to just be where you actually are with this word or phrase. I guess it's two words, this phrase, of course. Okay. So four different, let me just take a little bit of time to explain them. So the first type of woman tends to be like really like want to be in control, very results for focused, um, self-motivated, disciplined, like task oriented. Okay. So like finds a plan, sticks with it, doesn't back down from it. All right. And the negative drawback to this is there's just a lot of impatience. Like you're not patient with yourself as you're changing because you're like, I'm doing all the things like this should be working. Okay. And so you got yourself like super tightly wound. All right. The second type um, tends to be more like in their heads. Okay. Objective gathering data, very concerned with accuracy right? So if this is more where you fall in terms of a personality, when it comes to taking steps to heal your relationship with your body, right? You might be like researching a bunch, looking at what everyone else is doing, looking at their results, like, okay, you know, I'm somewhat like them, this worked for them. Maybe this is the thing that I should try, right? And the drawbacks to this is you're, you might be like nitpicking small things about yourself, right? Tending to be overly critical. Um, you might be more stingy with your time or your financial resources, right? You're like not willing to invest in um, like a program or a coach, right? That you think might really be able to help you because it's like you need all the evidence up front before you're going to step into anything. And so you might be struggling with like analysis paralysis and you haven't been able to really take steps forward. All right. So as whereas one person is like controlling, doing all the things and like still focused, still frustrated with like the, you know, the progress because it's not fast enough for them. You, this person is like not actually stepping in to anything. Right. They need proof first. All right. So then the last two, um, and I can relate more. I will just be honest. I can relate more to these last two. I relate to all of them in some ways. You might too be, you might feel the same way, but, um, these last two. So 
This next type of woman um, or man, (laughs) right, is super high energy, like people love being around them. They initiate relationships. They move towards people. um, They motivate others, right? And they're also super competitive. And this type of person is the type of person, (laughs) like me, I'm giving you guys some insight, right? We like bounce from like one, like, oh my gosh, I think this is going to work. This is going to be the thing, right? Like we buy the cookbook, we um, join the gym, we um, try the next plan, but like we're not finishing any of it, okay? Because we kind of like, we're like, we're like, we live for the excitement, we live for the next thing. And it's this constant like, oh my gosh, I think that thing is going to fix me. So I'm going to invest in that thing. I'm going to be excited about that thing. I'm actually going to like enroll all of my friends in that thing. Like I'll never forget. There's this cookbook called like cook once eat all week. Guys, it's an amazing cookbook. (laughs) And I literally like bought it. I like did it for like three weeks. And by this time, like all of my friends had bought the cookbook because I was talking about it all the time. And then what did I do? It was like five weeks and I was done. Like I haven't opened it since. Okay. So again, this miraculous thing that's going to fix our life and then we just drop it. All right. So the negative drawbacks to this is we tend to be aimless. We lack conviction, right? We lack follow through. So we're inconsistent. Um, And it also is manipulative and that's tough to swallow. Right. But there's this, like we're manipulating ourselves into thinking, okay, this thing's going to be the answer. And we're telling everyone about it but we really super lack follow through. So if you can relate to this, how frustrating is this pattern? Because it's like, okay, that didn't work. That didn't work. That didn't work. That didn't work. But then we know in the back of our heads, hey, we didn't actually try that long enough to know whether or not it really worked or not. Okay. Like, oh, crazy. So frustrating. All right. And then the last type of woman, and I can relate to this too, tends to very much be motivated to support other people. Okay. So they're very dedicated to others, right? A great mom, really good listener, great partner. They're dependable, but they really, really, really struggle to support themselves. Okay. So they deny themselves of tools they might need, support they might need, they don't want to spend money on themselves, right? Um, they also struggle to say no, right? They live out of obligation to what other people expect them to do all the time, meaning they're very easily influenced by the opinions of others and what others tell them. Oh my gosh, these are your gifts. I see these gifts in you. You should go do this. And they're just like, mm-hmm, okay, absolutely. Like I want to keep you happy. I want to support you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do that. And so they tend to overcommit to things. And this mindset, I I feel like it's really common because almost from a society perspective, like how we were raised, like this role of a woman as a helper or supporter is actually a really beautiful thing, but it's been misconstrued to the point of like, we ourselves are lost in this process of supporting everyone else. So where does this leave you when it comes to sitting with yourself developing mindfulness, tuning into your body. If every day when you wake up, you feel guilty spending any time doing that and you feel like your role and where your value and your worth comes is in the way that you support others. It actually means you are getting lost in the process. So somehow this type of woman, we have to find a way to bring ourselves back in and find some sort of balance, right? 
So I, I hope that that um, is helpful. Just kind of write down like which of those four, right? Controlling, um, analyzing, promoting, right? The promoting type or supporting you can relate with the most. Um, because I, again, of course you're struggling with whatever you're struggling with and you are not alone and having clarity around our patterns. It's like, okay, yep, that's me. All right. How do I move forward? So, um, what is possible, right? What is possible in our lives when we actually take the time to uncover the beliefs that have kept us stuck our beliefs about our body, our beliefs about food and its role and how it should be used, and our beliefs about exercise and moving our body, right? I would encourage you to take some time to just journal, like what are your thoughts about your body? Describe your current relationship with your body. Describe your current relationship with food. Describe your current relationship with exercise, right? And I tend to be like promoting, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a great idea. But then like actually making the time to do it, I promise that it will be a gift to you. All right. And if you need some helpful prompts, right, to describe your current relationship with food, your body or exercise, if you just take like 10 minutes, like set a timer in those three categories, write just the first five words, five to six words that come to mind when you think about food, when you think about your body, or when you think about exercise. And do not overthink those words. Just let them flow. It's also hard, right? Because we tend to like, oh my gosh, like, okay, this word is coming to mind, but should it, right? Shouldn't a different word be coming to mind? I know I shouldn't be thinking this way. Stop it. We have to start from where we actually are, okay? My story, it took me like years to even admit that I was struggling. When I was struggling with bulimia, nobody knew, okay? I don't even think I knew. I would have a binge purge cycle, (laughs) like it felt like it was happening to me, right? If you're using food to numb, like you're using food for emotional reasons or you're using it to numb, just nod like wherever you're listening to this, if you feel like that's, it's almost like it's just happening to you and you can't grasp why it's happening. That was just like me. So I would go through this cycle and then I would shower. Okay. And then I would just like redo my makeup and go out with friends. Like nothing had happened. And it's like, I wasn't even, I certainly wasn't admitting to myself first and foremost that I had an issue. Right. And those statistics I read, 91% of women are unhappy with their bodies. 75% of women have some sort of disordered eating, but only one out of 10 will get help. Yeah, so much shame. But the person that we need to admit that we're struggling, right, that, that it's actually a problem and we actually want freedom, we actually want to carve out a path forward is to ourselves. And sometimes it just admitting that we have a problem It's the scariest thing that we can do because if we don't see a path forward, and again, that's the unknown, that's the fear, all of that is like kicking in. And so we just hide, we just numb, and we just continue to tell ourselves, maybe someday this will be different because it certainly should be different. We can only grow from where we actually are. We can't begin a journey from where we're not. 
And I, I keep saying that over and over and over again, because even today, right, I'm 38 today, I do not struggle with food but I still struggle, right? I'm still triggered. I still reach for validation from people. I still um, suffer from feeling inadequate from a career standpoint, right? And if I just ignore, right, those underlying beliefs, those emotions that are bubbling up on a regular basis and try to just act like everything's normal and keep charging through, I'm not feeling it, acknowledging it, processing it, and then releasing it. And if we do not release these things, our body actually keeps the score. Okay. One of the things that I do with women too, to help rebuild our relationship with our body is actually teach women to tune in. Um, I have a couple of different tools that I use for that, that have been amazing in my own journey. Um, I talk about some of those on my podcast and I am just so passionate about that relationship with our body being restored. So I'm going to give you guys five things that I actually heard just last week (laughs) are simple ways to begin to rebuild trust with your body, um, to acknowledge your own needs, right? And this begins to build emotional safety so that that bi-directional trust, the brokenness that's there can start to go away. And these are very simple. I'm going to warn you, so simple, (laughs) but it found it. I found it very profound because I did not actually do these things for years. And that made me make sense to myself, which is why I could not listen to, hey, my body's hungry. Hey, my body's full, right? I had no kind of way to tune in. So everything that I was doing from a body standpoint, a food standpoint, an exercise standpoint was all what my brain cognitively was trying to control me into doing. Okay. It was like a plan, strictness, control, do not deviate from the plan because you will not be okay. All right. So these five simple ways, one, When you're thirsty, you get to drink water. When you need to go to the bathroom, number two, you actually go to the bathroom. That one made me, this this is why it's so profound to me because for years of my life, I ignored when I had to, to go relieve myself in the restroom. Okay. Um, like it's just like this, I was in a conversation with somebody. I wanted to keep them happy. Like these are all things I'm realizing after the fact. Right. But I'm like immersed in a conversation. Don't want it to end. Like, whatever. And so I would just like rush from one thing to the next without pausing to like be a human in a physical body. Right. So the third thing is when your body tells you that it's hungry, you eat. And I have women, when I talk about intuitive eating, mindfulness, I will say that for myself now, like I am very attuned to, oh my gosh, my body wants a salad oh my gosh, I'm craving red meat, right? And I'm able to give my body what it needs and also have this beautiful awareness around, oh, you know what? Like, this is why I'm probably craving this, right? It's um, a rhythm, a balance, um, an acceptance. It's, It's beautiful. And the recurring thoughts around food, right? Like how before 95% of my brain was occupied with calorie counts. Should I eat this? Should I not? How much should I exercise today? Blah, blah, blah. Like that doesn't, it's not there. I'm just listening to my body and I'm so incredibly grateful for that. And I want that same sort of freedom for you guys too. So when you're hungry, you get to eat. And I would say, when you say, oh my gosh, if I let myself eat whatever I want, I would just eat pans of brownies all day long. And I just look at women, I look at my clients and I'm like, yeah, but you actually wouldn't. 
you might start there. But if you actually trust your body, your body is going to change what it's telling you. But the only place to start from is what's true right now. We have to build, we have to begin our journeys somewhere. All right. So the last two things are one, move your body every single day. I always say I walked my way to freedom, right? Any journey is one foot in front of the other. Um, It's tempting to just like, oh my gosh, this should just change right now. Like I want it all to go away right now. I want to be healthy right now, but it's really going to be one foot in front of the other. And we just get to keep doing that. Um, And then the last way is getting adequate sleep. Really, everything breaks down when we don't get adequate sleep. And sleep is a huge problem, right? Anxiety um, blocks our ability to sleep well. Um, We're all running this rat race, right, of like all these things we think we should be doing and accomplishing on a regular basis. So we're sacrificing sleep. Um, But it is one of the, you know, five most important things that we need to be doing on a regular basis. So I hope that you... Um, felt just supported by this episode. (laughs) I pray that you felt nourished. I pray that there is a glimmer of hope. I pray that you feel like, oh my gosh, she said things that I can just so deeply relate to. And I'm glad she's saying them so that I don't feel alone. So um, I would love to support you in any way that you might want. Um, I have a free seven day mindfulness challenge um, that you can sign up for. Or if you would like to book a clarity call with me, I would just love to hear more of your story. Um, And so you can contact me through Instagram at Stephanie Poe underscore life or email me at Stephanie Poe life at gmail.com. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks, Holistic Hearts. And it's just been a blessing to be with you guys. Weren't there so many amazing nuggets in there? Oh, so good. It was such a privilege and an honor and a gift to have Dr. Stephanie Poe on our show today. Thank you guys for listening. I can't wait to continue on and to hear how this has helped you. I know it will because it has helped me. Take care.